Hey, what's up? Welcome to the AV Club podcast. My guest today is the coffee bean king himself, Mr. Evan Sexy Sledge. Evan drove all the way down from Granbury, three hours plus, to come do this conversation today. So I'm honored to have him in here. It was a, it was a blast. We had a really good conversation. We talked coffee. We talked life experience for him. And um, he's got some really cool stories that he shared with us. And I'm excited for what's to come for Whiskey Morning Coffee's future. I know that those boys are very authentic and the beans are good. And it's hard to lose with those two, that combination, you know. And so um, best of luck to the boys. I'm going to do everything I can to support them. And I know that they've been helping as much as they can to support me. And um, it's a good partnership. It's a good friendship. And I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed to be able to have those guys in the life in my life you know so without further ado evan sexy sledge ladies and gentlemen this episode today is brought to you by whiskey morning coffee now evan came by the studio the bean king the bean bean slinger himself he gave me this new blend of coffee they had called the crack shot coffee it's double caffeinated coffee and uh, this stuff is just what I needed to power through the days at the old sweatshop at the YMCA. Um, this stuff, I'm so excited to try it. I've been living off their coffee. It's so good. I have not gotten tired of it. And I'm trying a bunch of new ways to make it. You know, there's a bunch of like pour over, AeroPress, you name it. I'm trying to try it. Um, the coffee's good. I recommend it highly. And... Their K-Cups are good. We talked about it on the podcast, but the K-Cups are freaking delicious. And it tastes better than a normal K-Cup because it's made with more love. I don't know. I don't know what they do differently, but they're great. Check them out on their website, whiskeymorningcoffee.com. I just got a promo code after this website. I mean, after this episode. And so use my promo code. I think it's hashtag hot. So the actual hashtag symbol and then hot gets you 10% off of their coffee. So go check it out. I mean, even if you don't like it, you're getting a dis- you're getting a discounted rate. Go get the freaking coffee, man. It's gonna be good. You're gonna like it. All right. Promo code hot, hashtag hot, I guess. Um, whiskeymorningcoffee.com. Thanks. We're rolling. Heck yeah. I always say that before we start. That's just the thing. Just yeah. where my brain goes. We're rolling. First oh, of all, Evan. Thank you for the shirt, my guy. I'm gonna show this to the cami cam. It's pretty Heck dope. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Yep. Whiskey morning. Everyone's a little different. A little acid wash. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's not like it. It's soft. It feels good. If you ever acid wash at home, man, little key we've learned. So the first time, we did like 10 of them. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, like I saw this on TikTok or something. We yeah. just spray it with this bleach. And that's about as far as we looked into it. First ones turned out great. Then we got an order of like 60 of them. We're like, all right, dude, like, they sold, let's acid wash them. And we were lazy, and we're like, okay, so we're just going to spray bleach on all of these, and then we're just going to wash it off really quick with a water hose. Mm -hmm. So what we didn't think was, like, the water hose is going to spread the bleach, you know, because they're just, like, sitting on a table. And we got, like, 60 of them back. Totally just a bleach shirt. Oh, like, not sh- even tie-dye. <laughs> like, dude, what is this? Like, <laughs> this looks like a crack shot shirt. Yeah. Dude, this is freaking cool, though. Yeah. That's awesome. So you just ordered black shirts and bleached them yourselves? Yeah. That's bleach awesome. them, and then we get them printed. 
yeah. um, from a dude there near Granberry. That's awesome. Met him man. at a farmer's market and it was oh, really good work. That's like, great. Super cool guy. He does. Is it a heat press or is it a, do you know if it's a, it feels like kind of like a heat press type thing? Maybe. Yeah. It's called Domain Apparel. That's cool. Um, Shout out to them. Yeah, dude. He's cool. This is cool, bro. Thank you for this. Of course, man. Appreciate it. We got here, dude. Some freaking. Got crack. the old crack shot, baby. Double caffeinated coffee. So that's a brand new coffee. Um, it's actually not even out yet. That's awesome. And uh, it's double caffeine, kind of like a death wish. Okay. But we wanted to also make it where it tastes good. Mm-hmm. So we slow roast it for about 45 minutes um, to get more caffeine in it. And then it also tastes good. It's not like you're drinking mud, you know. Yeah. You're like, damn, Dang. I'm caffeined up, but I'm about to throw up. Hell yeah, this tastes horrible. <laughs> this tastes horrible. You know it's good. <laughs> Dude, how was the drive down here? Easy greasy, man. Actually, because, like, we've been trying to get this going for yeah. a while, you know, and I was listening to you and Yarb's podcast <laughs> when I text you. I was sitting there, and I was like, damn, that was cool, and and I was like, I wonder when I can go down to Austin, because we run events every once in a while, mm-hmm. but then when you have a schedule, like, you're coming here for a purpose, you also don't know, like, how long you'll be here right. if other things will yeah. come up, and I was like, I'm off Thursday. Why don't I just drive down Thursday? And I talked to my soon-to-be wife. I was like, hey, you want to do a – because, like, that's our one day off that we take, you yeah. know, Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, how about for a day off we uh, go to Austin? And she's like, are you doing a surprise date to Austin with me? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of going to be like that. I was <laughs> like, I think I'm going to go do a podcast in the morning, and then it's it's date day for that's the rest awesome. of the day. and. It's like three hour drive, so it's like yeah, not bad. It's not any different than going to the other side of Dallas, you know. Yeah, that's true. Are y'all are y'all going back same day? Y'all coming back tonight? Yep. So that's I think awesome. we're gonna do some stuff. Then we're gonna hook up with Oyarbs mm. and grab dinner with him and Lexi. Grab a and, workout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as you can see. Now. <laughs> I might skip that one. Do you uh, do you work out much these days or not really? No, dude. Really? No. Um, so like when I was fishing in Alaska, it was nice because I would row like miles oh, yeah. every day, you know? Mm-hmm. So rowing was like a huge workout and that was kind of, I just naturally did it every day. I never actually like after that would get up and be like, dang, I want to go run some miles now. Yeah. Right. Now I don't row. Um, so really my workouts like throwing coffee beans or like helping dad with hay, mm-hmm. um, but Lydia wants to run, and I was like, I, I could run with you every once that's in a while. That's cool. So yeah. i get into it here and there just kind of awesome. casually. Yeah, that's good, dude. I think you should. I mean, you you look freaking good all the time. It's annoying. <laughs> I freaking love you. But, dude, uh, so, Evan, give a little brief history of, like, who you are and what you do so that the people who don't know you can get yeah. a little, little taste of what, what we're working with. That works. So, um Obviously, we know each other from high school, grew up, friends. All of our friends were mutual friends, Mm -hmm. too, so it's like everyone was always together. Um, Out of high school, went to Alaska, became a fishing guide there, went to college, um, started our own guiding business, so we were on the Kenai River taking families fishing pretty much. Mm -hmm. And that would have been about 2019, well... No, it's 2021, huh? It's 
yeah. would have been 2015 through mm. like 2019, 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, dude, I thought I was like kind of living the dream. I was like, Alaska's cool. Come back to Texas in the off season. I take people fishing as a job. Yeah. And then, um, long story short, ended up back in Texas for college at TCU, but was still guiding in Alaska during the summers and came across a coffee business that we started and was kind of just like a side hustle, side job, something fun to do. Yeah. And then ended up becoming full-time work. So I'm kind of like, if I had to put myself in like a little spark note phrase, I'd say kind of like an entrepreneur. And I hate using that word because like, Mm. especially like places here in Austin, Mm -hmm. like people are like, Oh dude, he's an entrepreneur. Like, Oh yeah. I saw him at a WeWork and that dude didn't take his eyes off the computer for like four (laughs) hours. He was typing so hard. And I like, like, I feel like that's the motive for it. Right. And really all for me, what that means is like, did I make $900 a month Mm -hmm. and I'm just like risking it for the biscuit to see what'll happen. Right. It's kind of like up to this point, I feel like that's been my life. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it has been, as long as I've known you, you've been in some sort of business. Yeah. You've created your own business really like from the lawn care service to coffee, fishing, which is crazy. Cause like from your perspective, from what you just said, it was really like, yeah, I got a fishing job in Alaska and did that for a little bit. And now I'm doing this coffee. But like from everybody else's perspective, it's like Evan left, he left freaking yeah. Texas. You basically left 4, the thousand miles. You, yeah. you basically left the earth and you did your own thing. And like people, I mean, people looked up to you for that. People were like, dude, that's so freaking cool. Respectable. And he's doing what he wants to do. Everybody knew yeah. you as like the outdoor guy, you know? Yeah. And, and the freaking, the class clown. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You <laughs> might have been the class clown. No, dude, that was You and me. Thomas. And then I was the dude kind of behind the scenes laughing every once in a while, you know? <laughs> like, y'all to get in trouble. I'd be like part of it, but like not too in it. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. I don't remember. Dude, doesn't it seem like forever ago since we graduated? It does. Um, which is good but also seems kind of like yesterday to me too yeah like uh i always think about sometimes like i thought when we'd get to this age mm. my maturity level would go up you know? i know dude like the things you would like the jokes would change yeah <laughs> like the kind of jokes you tell <laughs> yeah not at all and then like now that i'm we're not old but now that i'm older I'm like, dude, I'm like the exact same kid yeah. telling the same jokes that I told at eighth grade. Yeah, same, dude. You <laughs> know, it's weird. It, I had the exact same thought yesterday. Um, I live here with Taylor, my girlfriend, and I was like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, when am I going to feel like an adult? And then I was like, because I have my ears pierced, and I asked her, I was like, hey, yeah, when is it? When do I get too old to? When do I have to take these out? Is there like an age I reach to where I have to take yeah. these out? Because I'm like, what the heck? Is I, someone going to tell me? Like, yeah. give me this moment. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's wild though, bro. But you've always been known as the, as the entrepreneur type, um, yeah. which is awesome. People like admire that a bunch, which I know I know you and I know you enough to know that you don't care what people think. Because if yeah. you did, you wouldn't have been in Alaska. You know, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been slinging coffee, as you guys like to say. <laughs> yeah, slinging them beans. I know. <laughs> you bean slingers. Um, but yeah, bro. You're an inspiration. Thanks, man. <laughs> you about to make me tear up. Oh, you about to kiss? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's just one of those things that everyone's got their deal. You mm-hmm. know what they are, and and there's different influences that create that. And, yeah. And I think my family was a big part of that oh, on yeah. both sides of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like the entrepreneurial go do your own thing, be a doer, not a watcher. Like we heard all those things by the time we were 13. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my parents, like I got a lawnmower for Christmas one year, a red Toro push lawnmower yeah. at 12 years old. That's awesome. You like come out, you know, and everything's on their Christmas tree. And mm-hmm. Sarah, my sister's got like a huge playhouse and like all these toys and stuff. And I've got like a, a freaking lawnmower. <laughs> and I remember being at that age and I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like mad yeah. kind of, I should have been grateful right. mad at the time. And my dad told me, he's like, Hey, like everybody else is about to start getting jobs. They're going to work at chicken express and stuff. They're going to make 10 bucks an hour. He was like, with this thing, you can go sell it. If you want to, you'll get 400, 500 bucks for it. You can buy whatever you want or you can use it to make money. And then he was like, you can make your own schedule and you'll always have a pocket full of money. You can buy whatever you want on your own. And like, that's just one story of many where there was like a seed planted, you know? Mm-hmm. And then just over time it was like, okay. And then I went out and started asking neighbors and they're like, yeah, I'll give you 40 bucks to mow my yard and yeah. making $40 an hour. And and then it felt nice. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, my friends want to go to Hurricane Harbor. Mm. One, I, I don't have to work today. I can take off. And yeah. two, I can pay for it. I don't have to ask my parents for money. That's nice. So it was kind of like all that little stuff that led up to it. And then the other side about like being nonchalant about things, like that's another part of my family. She kind of, you never talked about money, mm-hmm. like how much money you made or Mm-mm. what'd you do today, like. It was never money or anything like that. It was always just smooth. You know yeah. what I mean? You never yeah. really bragged. You never really, you just kind of did your own deal. Um, so I think that definitely had an influence yeah. on that side. And you can definitely tell um, just by knowing your parents. I don't know them very well, but you can you can tell that from the little in- interactions you have and encounters you have with them. Yeah. That. They're not, they're humble, very humble. That's a good way yeah. to put it, you know, nonchalant, very humble. And uh, they work hard because um, you, your family has a, you guys called it the farm growing up, but now it's um, more of like a distillery and also a wedding venue, Yeah, which is pretty insane. And yeah. it's a very nice one at that. Nice Thank you. on both parts of that. And it's freaking awesome because you guys did a lot of that like on your own. Yeah. Of course, the stuff you couldn't do on your own, you got people to help you with, but like you guys did that on your own you guys yeah. even built your own coffee shack right yeah dude yeah, freaking <laughs> savages man which is crazy because trust me man like if you talk to any of the other guys mm-hmm. when it comes to building stuff i've got like this great like picture mm-hmm. i'm like dude we're gonna build this awesome bar <laughs> we're gonna build a coffee shack and then like me with tools nothing comes out right <laughs> like it looks like crap or it'll fall immediately wow so then like tj and like some of the other guys that's where they like do good at they're like yeah i we had the idea let's build a coffee shack and then tj's like okay here's how you build something. <laughs> and then he went in and like build it yeah and i was more like the guy that was like hey i need more screws or, like, <laughs> go to home depot we need this and i'm like all right i'll be back <laughs> that's awesome bro I don't know TJ that well, but he's a good guy. He seems like a freaking handyman. He is, dude. He's uh, 
he's really good at handling any issue mm-hmm. at all. It don't matter what the issue is, if it's personal, business. Um, he's really good at figuring out a way to fix it, get it done. You that's know? awesome. That's it's just nice. That's yeah. the kind of person you want to work with and honestly be friends with. Yeah, you need for those, sure. You need those people in your life and in your circle. Yeah, because there's things that come up like in our life, huh? And we're mm-hmm. like, dude, I don't know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is kind of a lot going on in my life right now. And it's kind of nice to have someone with that mentality that's like, yeah. Well, have you thought about this? <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, that's probably the easiest way. <laughs> that's to so get funny. through this. Yeah, man, you guys have you seem to have a, a great team. Not only like chemistry wise, of course, you guys are like best friends and business partners, which can be a little rough, I'm sure at times, but is also probably one of the best ways to do it because you know them so well, like your chemistry is so good with these guys. And also you guys all think similar, but you have your differences and those are the strong points in each of your lives that make you like cohesive as a team. Yeah. It's nice. It's cool to see. You guys are all freaking hilarious, and you're all wild men, but at the end of the day, you you work hard, and you, you get it done, and you freaking, now you're slinging beans full time. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's cool, and, you know, we're starting this whole, it's kind of like a little plug, mm-hmm. but we're starting this whole Whiskey Morning 2.0 is what we're calling it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to think it's like new coffee and stuff, um, but really what it is is just like a whole new way of branding ourselves and being authentic yeah so we started thinking like what's our brand you know what's our the meat and potatoes in us outside of coffee yeah it's like you can get coffee anywhere um and we like did so much data stuff and this and that and like crazy things and then finally garrett becker was like well why don't we just ask our customers who buy our coffee why they buy our coffee I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> so we started asking them, and every, nearly every person was like, Yay. it's good coffee. But that wasn't their first right, answer. Right. The first thing they said is, we like y'all, and it's a startup, and we want to help out. Mm. And we're like, well, if that's people, why people are buying our coffee, why is all of our media this kind of stuff and not showing what it's like? as a startup yeah and being real we have a reality tv show of the good and the bads Mm -hmm. because we do have a lot of good and bads yeah like working with your best friends there's a there's its advantages and disadvantages Mm -hmm. really it's really 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 tough if i had to say anything for anyone who's going to business with their best friends and family would probably even be harder it's going to be really hard mm-hmm. at times than with people that are just good at their job yeah you can hire them you can fire them you can disagree you don't have to hang out right you don't even have yeah. to like each other that's true um with your friends it's not that way but the advantage i think outweighs it in the fact that um you get to spend those moments with your best friends yeah and you get through it as friends you know you don't give mm-hmm. up on each other like you would someone else because you're best friends. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it, every, it definitely has its advantages and disadvantages. And yeah, um, it's definitely not as luxurious and smooth as I think people assume it is. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I remember me and Daniel Martinez, we tried to like our whole goal with like leaving our past job and all this stuff was like, dude, we're going to start this, this media company, right? Yeah. We're going to be partners. We're going to do it. 
and then you get to like the detail stuff of it and just just by human nature everybody thinks differently you know and so finding those i guess the the middle on everything Mm -hmm. was harder than it sounded and harder than it seemed at first and then we started kind of like we never fought but it was like you can always tell there was slight annoyances and like yeah obviously didn't end up panning out but yeah i think it's for the best i think we're we're good friends because we tried and we're better friends because it didn't work in our situation but yeah yeah it's not always what it seems when you're working with people you're very close with even when you live like even just a smaller example like living with somebody you're close with true huh that's like um like you start to see like the little things that you do differently and then you're like oh man i don't like that and then um yeah i get it though i totally get it and it's but you guys are making it work and I think this reality TV show idea is great because yeah. if I don't know how much you seem like a guy that doesn't watch any YouTube. Not really. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I I used to not like I just started like really shortly after shortly before I moved here. And then during my time here, which has only been like a couple weeks, like three yeah. weeks. Um, so for the probably the past month and a half, I've been kind of watching more YouTube videos mm-hmm. and there's a common theme in the ones that are popular. Yeah. And that common theme is um it's authentic. You know, they're they're all authentic and they're all um personal. You yeah. know, they're all very personal. And so you get to see some of them aren't right. Some of the vlog style YouTube videos, mm-hmm. you can cut out the bad stuff. And people do that all the time. So yeah. it's just good all the time. But um there's a lot of there's a lot that resonate with you that are bad because of the bad situation that happened there's there's a lot that people connect with you know and i think this is a great idea for you guys especially because you guys are you're real people i know you guys i know everybody on your squad right now probably doesn't get on youtube that much they're not super in tune with social media just because it's not the way you guys were raised that's not what you guys are about like and that's not a negative thing at all i yeah my opinion i think that's a positive thing to kind of be separated from the internet essentially your phone you know yeah you guys are doers not like scrollers if that makes sense dude i want to keep that term i like that one do it doers not scrollers keep that man um but i think that watching you guys from behind the scenes is going to be freaking awesome for people to see because you guys i mean i resonate i love you guys i love being around you guys i love interacting every time i go back home i want to go back to the farm See yeah. you guys hang out, drink some freaking whiskey water. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Dude, it's awesome. I think it's a great idea. No, I appreciate it. I think it'll be cool. Because we're all, mm-hmm. this just kind of popped in my head, but if you look at our team right now, every there's about four of us full-time mm-hmm. and a few part-time people on the weekends. And every single person is a great person. But we're all, including myself, like C minus players mm. in the world. Like in what people would say is the standard of like an A B player. You know, okay. go to college, get this grade, get this job, right. okay, have this house, have this car. Like a stereotype. Yeah, the stereotype. All of us are about C minuses. I mean, you got me who didn't get in the business school at TCU. Mm-hmm. And didn't get a job after school. Mm-hmm. He got dudes who flunked out of school. And then he got kids who never went to school. But that's the cool part about it is mm-hmm. like we're we are the average Joe. 
Like, you don't have to be super smart to go to college or have, like, a lot of money. Like, we started it with $360. And uh, I think that'll be the fun part of it is it's not – you're going to realize that, like, dude, we F some stuff up. (laughs) Like, we're not the smartest. Like, our work policies are probably not the best. Um, Things we do, you'll be like, dude – well, if they went to an MBA school, they would have taught them that, you know, for taxes, they should have used this bracket and blah, blah, blah. Right, like, right. we don't do that. And we want to show people that, like, hey, yeah. you don't have to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm our account, the accountant, and I hate accounting, and I failed accounting in college. Like, but yeah. we figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it'll be fun. I think that's important for people to see. I think, first of all, I'm an idiot too, bro. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm glad I'm not the only I'm one. I'm such an idiot. I, first of all, I hate accounting. Yeah. And my first job out of college was um, I did photos for real estate mm-hmm. photography. And so my first job out of college was all like, um, what's it called? Contractor work, right? And yeah. so I didn't get taxes taken out of my checks for me. And yeah. so like when you're having, to, you're having to do all this shit, you didn't even learn. I didn't even learn this they in college. They don't teach you, yeah. I went to business school. I went to Texas Tech. So yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good business school. It wasn't hard Real to get good. into, but um, dude, they didn't teach me any of that. So yeah. I had no idea. For, unfortunately for me, the good thing was that I, the people I worked with helped me out with that and I learned it. And so now I'm kind of there, but like with business, it's totally different than with just personal finances. And so there's a lot of different avenues, but I think that's I think that's important for people to see is that it doesn't you don't have to have an MBA you don't have to no you don't have to have a master's in anything to do what you want to do yeah and that's that's part of why I do this too is to be it's because I want I want to do it I don't yeah. care like I don't dude it's just me and you in this room right now I don't have exactly. people setting up the lights or the cameras and stuff it's like uh, yeah my first whole before I got this thing like this is just like help right mm-hmm. it's not going to do the work for me. It's not going to do what I still have to do. Yeah. I still have to stay up late and edit this and, you know, do For all this sure. stuff. But Get things ready. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, that's what I love about it is that you guys are real people and you guys are, the only thing is who's going to, who's going to do like, um, are you guys going to alternate with like holding the camera or stuff like yes. that? Yes. Um, yeah. So we were kind of, because we started shooting for it. So we're trying to put it into play like September yeah. 1st. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have... We had no idea how big of a job mm-hmm. filming is. Mm-hmm. So, like, there'll be, like, beautiful scenes. Like, crazy stuff happens, you know? Like, I drive all the way to Houston. have to deliver this coffee to Whiskey Charlie's Liquor Store. <laughs> Has to be barcoded. Didn't barcode any of it. Dang it. You know what I mean? And then you drive all the way back from Houston to Granbury, Texas, to drive back to Houston to put barcodes on stuff. mm and then I forgot to record it all because you just don't think about it. And I'm yes. like, that's a problem. Like, yeah. people could relate to that. That's like an inside on the it's, inside. Dude, it's hard. Even So I know how to work a camera a decent amount. Yeah. It's so hard for me to do that, too. I, I want to start a vlog series as well, mm-hmm. kind of with this and just live, just to stay creative and stay doing stuff. Yeah. And, uh, dude, it's so hard to keep the camera rolling because it's not my first it's not even my priority if i'm being honest like yeah it's hard to make it a priority because it's like it's a nuisance a nuisance almost you know like it It bothers you it gets in the way and you're like oh i'm worrying about the barcodes right now i don't want to worry about the camera and the barcodes you just don't think about it. yeah but there's this guy i follow on on social media he's he's actually his book is right there if you see underneath that red one yeah (laughs) do you mind if i grab it yeah grab it bro 
His name is um his name is Nick Bear. Yeah. Um I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, but No, I've never heard of him. So he he has a company called Bear Performance Nutrition and they're a local fitness uh supplement company. I heard your podcast about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked so about it. He he was um it's cool. I'm reading that book right now. I just started it, but at the beginning it talks kind of about how he got started and stuff. And recently on his social medias, he's been releasing like his first videos that he tried to make his vlog okay. style videos and they're horrible. Like yeah. he's not, he's not, he's good at speaking in front of the camera now, mm-hmm. but it's still, you can tell that there's a camera in front of him. Yeah. It's never like flowing like smoothly. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to like. You can, he knows the camera's on him. So he talks as if the camera's on him. Yeah. And so, um, it's just, it's inspirational though, because he started off making vlogs on his own and they were not good. Yeah. And he released them <laughs> because they were not good. And he's, he's trying to do something similar to what you're doing and resonate with people and telling them it's like, it's okay to start off and be bad at it. Even if it's your guys' yeah. cameras and like, you're not getting the best footage, mm-hmm. you just do the most with it and then you release it anyways. And then yeah. you're going to get better as the process goes on. And which is, I'm also learning that with the podcast and with my own personal vlog and yeah, everything. No, you've been a huge help in it. Because, like, I've reached out to you about the podcast stuff, yeah. the platform, where do you download it, yeah. cameras. Um, so, like, you've been a huge help, even for us, trying to figure this deal out. Yeah. And this is off topic. But, dude, I think it's really cool how you uh, are authentic in, like, when you have guests on here and you mm-hmm. kind of make it a joke, you're like, yeah, you know, a million people are gonna see this. And yeah. you're like, no, not really, dude. Like, <laughs> probably just your family and my mom. Or right? <laughs> no, Taylor. legit. Like, I like that fact because then it brings it back when I listen to it in the car because it sounds like a Joe Rogan. Like, it sounds per- very, very professional. And then you good. bring it back down, and you're like, dude, I'm just doing this for fun. Kind yeah, of thing. it's for fun. And I'm like, that's cool. You know? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot because that's the whole goal. Like, I don't want to ever. I, I'm sure you've heard me say this on whatever, but. I, my goal isn't to cater to anybody. Um, yeah. My goal is to do it because I like it and it's fun and like have you on because you're my friend and we have good yeah. conversations off camera. So why not have one podcast on format? Camera. Dude, I love this format because it's, I'm sure when you're listening in your truck, you kind of just, you're focusing on the road and you're like, you still do everything you need to do, but you're just listening to some other people talk yeah. and you're in this engaging conversation. Hopefully, you know, if it's a good conversation. Okay. And um, you take something away from it. Like, I'm sure you heard yeah. Josh's episode and you were like, oh, that's cool. Like, probably maybe something Josh said that you didn't know or you maybe yeah. forgot about. Or or the leadership guy you had on, Mario yeah. was his yeah. name, right? Mario, Mario. Yeah. Um, Daniel moving. Like, every little bit, it's been totally different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's podcasts in general, but you get something out of it. Yeah. And uh, for me, like, when I'm driving... Because we're like, sometimes I'll drive to Florida or Georgia or just like to Austin or Houston. And I'm like tired of listening to music yeah, from the same. week, from regular life, you know? Yeah. And then from that, you just kind of turn it on and then you get in that zone of driving. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. got about 20 of these things lined up. Exactly. And every one of them, you just get a little bit and piece. And then the rest of the drive, you're thinking about how that applies to my life. Yeah, exactly. And then after 15 hours, you're like okay, like now I know, I see it in my <laughs> life and this is how I'm going to change mm-hmm. it. So it's kind of, I think it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Have you have you ever done a podcast before? Um, No. You done any sort of like interviews in front of camera or anything? I've done a few interviews yeah. like in cameras, but never uh, a 
podcast. That's cool, man. It's the f- yes, the first one, baby. First one. Let's go. That's awesome, <laughs> man. Dude, what do you drive to Florida for? For coffee? Coffee. Oh my god. We run gosh, like bro. trade shows and events and stuff. That's and what you got to do. Yeah, I think that's about over though. Yeah. We did like a big run a couple months ago where we were going to Panama Beach, Savannah, Atlanta, um, the where the golf course, the Masters, Augusta, is, Augusta, um, and it was cool. Like it was definitely an experience. But then mm-hmm. we started looking at like time and effort and payoff, and we we're like, right. Texas is a big state. Yeah, let's, it is. Let's figure out. And people love here coffee. First. Yeah. yeah, I do know there's one in Ohio. That's like the coffee festival of Ohio. I don't know how how early you have to register for it or anything, but I know that's a pretty big one. Yeah. I'm not sure when it coffee is. Coffee fest. It's, it's, usu- it's usually in the, um, of course, the fall, like whenever it's cooler weather. Yeah. Because they just have a bunch of coffee tents set up, and you walk around, and you get little cups of all this. Sh- yeah, all dude, that's shops. gnarly. Yeah. I'm going to try to go this year, but because yeah. uh, Taylor's sister lives up there. so. Oh, there you go, yeah, dude. Yeah, will be right up there, man. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Be nice. Um, dude, this coffee. So mm-hmm. I've been, I had a guy on the podcast. His name is Dylan Medlin. Yeah. And he kind of got me obsessed with coffee even more so than I already was. Like I liked coffee. The, your K, by the way, your K-cups are really good. Thank you, man. Your K-cups are really, really good. And I, I bring, I have that box you gave me. Mm-hmm. And I literally grab one or two almost every single day when I'm at work. And so, because there's, yeah. a, there's a Keurig up there. And so I'll just pop that in instead of doing the Starbucks or whatever they have because it's better. It's just Thank you. it just tastes better. Yeah, we use a little different materials. Um, people complain about it being like a dollar. They're like a buck fourteen a piece. Yeah, if you bought them. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's all material cost. Right. So like that's what we tell people. We're like we're our profit margins are no different than if we we could give you the price of the foil lid ones, mm-hmm. but. We're making the same profit with these, and it's a better cup of coffee, so we decided to go with these. It's like 30 cents more, you know? Yeah. Um, And when you put it that way for people, they're like, and they taste it, and they're like, okay, like, I don't mind paying 30 extra cents. It does taste, dude, I don't know why. It it does taste better. Is the foil and the the paper or the plastic, whatever y'all use, does that have a difference in the taste? Yes. So um, the biggest, the most noticeable thing, because it works with all Keurig models, but with the foil lids, you can only fit really 10 and a half grams of coffee in that pod. Mm-hmm. You can go up to 12, but it's going to not extract it good because it'll be too packed. Yeah. Um, and when we were running it with those, it was too weak for us. We're like, this is not good. Um, so then this company came out, and it's a bigger pod. We can fit 13.6 grams without it being packed, so it extracts it good. And the filter the filter's a higher grade filter. Uh, so okay. it's going to, you're not going to get a paper or plastic taste in it because of the quality of the filter, yeah. which is the big part on the taste side. Yeah. I don't get any, I don't get any paper or plastic taste. I drink, yeah. I legit drink one of those just about every day. Me too, dude. And I'm a coffee guy. And when I tell coffee, like coffee shops, this and stuff, they're like, oh, did you do a pour over today? And I'm like, I love pour overs. I love French press. But I'm like, Dude, I usually just pop a K-cup. Yeah. I'm like, because I usually don't have the time. Mm-hmm. I do have the time. I just don't make the time. Right, right. Um, So I drink K-cups all the time. They're delicious, bro. These ones are, this is like the best K-cup I've had. And I've had, you know, you you have a lot of K-cups just over time, like random, sp- like hotels. Yeah. 
wherever you exactly yeah. like random spots will just have a cake cup and you drink it and you're like oh this is whatever yeah but this one's good like i consistently enjoy the flavor and the taste um at work we have starbucks ones yeah and they taste like crap like i don't like drinking those now yeah kind of burnt it's weird yeah it is burnt yeah. definitely burnt what um what got you like do you have a personal love for coffee evan or is it just kind of like a no yeah so that's what like, i thought that's what i thought yeah. so and that's not a big deal at all i don't No, that's just like the authentic side of it and yeah. uh that was kind of one of the conflicting things with this business right because it started as a class project i had been in college for a while and i'm like dude we got to get an a like we got mm-hmm. i got to get out of here yeah. you know what i mean like i'm i hate college yeah i'm ready to go yeah. work more um and it just so happened that I had barrels, whiskey barrels, and we knew a kid whose family was coffee farmers in Guatemala. Are you kidding me? No. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. And that's how we came up with it. Wow. Like, we can get coffee and we have barrels. What would happen if we age it? Came up with 340 bucks, And the whole there was no grades, no tests, nothing class the teacher told us you can come to class but if you're making money i probably wouldn't even come to class like keep slinging stuff yeah so that's this, freaking I, cool i was like this is my class and he has been i could talk about about him forever but he's besides my family he's probably been the biggest influence in my life that professor on business stuff that's awesome um and he's one of the only teachers that i like truly respected as a teacher because he had done it you know what i mean right like this dude went out there and done it he's not yeah. just teaching sales he sold his business to AOL for $28 million. Jeez. And he was one of the first people on the internet. One of the first. So, you know, like the Bitcoin story yeah. about the dude selling uh most expensive pizza ever? Mm-hmm. That was him and his buddy. His buddy bought the pizza. Wow. So they sold their business, which I think it was called Digital City, okay, um, to AOL. And then as part of the deal, they had to work for AOL and manage that team for yeah. a certain amount of time. So while he was working there, he had access to all these computers and they heard about this blockchain technology. So they were more interested in the blockchain, which happened to be through Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So they were like, dude, let's like figure out this blockchain stuff and what they're doing with this Bitcoin with it. So they bought it and I don't remember now. He'd have to, he'd have to remind me, but it was like, 0.01 cents a piece you know Mm -hmm. or something and they bought a hundred dollars worth and then when it hit 12 or 15,000 he sold out and we did the math and he was like yeah he's like you know it's all right he's like that's going in that's in a fund for my grandkids and my kids to so they can live off that wow and they're doctors and lawyers like they don't need it but he set it up for generations Mm -hmm. you're talking like 286 million dollars you know my gosh and the dude was like He's looks like he's homeless. <laughs> he's a general studies major from that's, Notre Dame. That's awesome. Didn't get in any school. And uh, at the end of his life, he said, you know, I'll be happy at the end of my life if I break even. And after hearing that, I kind of was like, dude, I'm the same way. Yeah. Like, I want a lot of wins, but I also don't mind a few failures. Mm-hmm. If I break even, like at the end of my life, if I'm like, dude, I broke even. I'd be pretty happy with that. That's um So that's kind of like a whole nother deal. But like he was a huge influence. And uh so we started this coffee company 
And from there, it just kind of took off mm-hmm. and kind of just hung on. Yeah. And I'm not huge into coffee, which the conflicting part is in business school, especially entrepreneurship, it's always like, what's your why? What's your why? Like, right, what are right. you passionate about? Find your purpose in this business. And I honestly never really had that, you know? Yeah. It's coffee. Because I drink Folgers, Community. My family don't drink, they drink just regular coffee, same. you know? Yeah, um, same. An here. old coffee pot. Sometimes it's in there from like mm-hmm. earlier in the day and they throw it in the microwave, heat it up. Like, yeah, dude. We grew up around that atmosphere. And then we actually like kind of looked down on like high quality, fancy yeah. coffee, like, yeah. like, too good you know kind of mentality mm-hmm. and like my dad'd be like oh you don't need none of that like just drink this coffee's coffee it tastes the same we go into like a 7-eleven or whatever right, right. sketchy gas station and like that's where you got your coffee and mm-hmm. there's a starbucks next door right i remember being a little kid like why can't we go there <laughs> yeah. so i kind of had that mentality um but it's becoming more clear now what is motivating me with yeah. this business but it's not physical coffee beans. Yeah. Um, and I think our whole team is that way. Yeah. Everybody likes coffee. Now we're like, we want to learn as much as we can about coffee, Mm -hmm. but we're more motivated by winning and creating the best product we can do, do the best we can do. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's non-traditional. It's probably not the story that a lot of people have. Yeah. Their business, which is cool. I think that's unique. It makes you guys unique, you know? Yeah. Um, I know a lot of, when you think of a coffee person, you think of like a stereo, stereotypical person who hangs out at a coffee shop, is always trying different drinks and yeah, making their own blend. But this, your coffee is really good. And none of you guys are like that. None of you guys are nerds. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, dude, like that's probably why it is the way it is. Because we would talk to people like at the class about barrel aging coffee. And every coffee person we talked to said, you can't do it. Yeah. Smoking coffee beans. We were up here in Austin at like a coffee deal. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about new things they're doing. And we're like, yeah, man, we're going to cold smoke coffee beans. Because we thought it was cool as shit. <laughs> and people, they're like, that's a disrespect to coffee. Like, you can't do that because of the bean. You need only to get the real flavor of the bean. Right. And we just left there like kind of beat down. Like, damn, dude. Like. What are we, how are we, we're disrespecting coffee somehow. (laughs) We don't want to piss people off. And then we're like, dude, who cares what they think? There's a lot of people out there like us who don't know the coffee rules, who like smoked stuff. So let's smoke the coffee beans. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, So not being an expert and not knowing the rules probably has led to a lot of the part why our coffee is different, tastes different. 100%. 100%. You guys are kind of, um, you kind of like barrier breakers, you know? Yeah. You're breaking down barriers in coffee that normally wouldn't be broken because of your, I mean, I guess you could, you could say it's because of the lack of knowledge, right? Exactly. The lack of knowledge and like just the willingness to try new things makes your coffee yeah. different and unique. It is good, bro. I like it. And even that guy, that Dylan guy. Mm-hmm. He's into the fan, like the good coffees and like yeah. the crazy, like, ex- like he doesn't get too expensive with the beans, but he gets more expensive with like the methods of how he makes it. Yeah. Brewing it. But, but he liked yours and I gave him some of the espresso and Buffalo. I gave him some of the average Joe and he liked them both. I think he's nice. almost done with both the bags. 
Gnarly. Yeah, man. It was freaking cool. I was like, dang, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I like that it. It is cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I like it. And he was like, yeah, it's good. It's good Dude, stuff. first, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. brought the story. First coffee shop we ever went into. Um, so I'm not going to say their name because they're like one of our best customers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, it had like a Bible verse on it. And like, oh, dude, like we're whiskey coffee, and like we love God, like we're all Christians. Like, <laughs> we love, and God. that's that's a whole other story. But we don't think like just because you drink alcohol means you're not a Christian or like don't love Jesus or we love God. We love God at whiskey morning, man. <laughs> but uh, there you go. We're, we're like have had heard from all of the the church uh, coffee shops because we just go door to door. Everyone yeah. in DFW. And they would like be like whiskey morning coffee. Is there whiskey in it? And we're like, no, there's no alcohol at all. And we tell them what we do, and they're like, yep, yeah, not interested. Mm-hmm. We'd like do all the sales tactics you could imagine, <laughs> like everything, like play the poor me card and <laughs> act like you're stuttering and like yeah. we could try anything <laughs> to get like sympathy where they just try it. Um, so when we saw this other shop, we had the same mentality, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't really want to go in there. Carson was like, neither do I. I'm like, come on, man. I did the last one. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll go in there. And then uh, he comes back, and he's like, dude, I think they're going to take it. And this is like our first big coffee shop. Yeah. So we had some retail locations, but this would have been like a purchase as switching all the coffee they brew in there to mm-hmm. Whiskey Morning Coffee. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because we've, we've, if you're a sales dude, don't believe anything a sales guy says because he's going to say, oh, this one's totally landed. I got this. It's done. Yeah. Like, close it, put the money in the account, and it won't happen. Right. And that's just, like, the fun part about sales. There's a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So I have that in my head. We go back for the second meeting, and they're like, we want it in all of it, everything. Cold brew, drip, espresso, specialty bags. So it's like kind of like we have a coffee shop, you know? But yeah. We have to run it, and we're like, dude, this is crazy, and uh, and we get back in the car and we're super excited. And then Carson looks at me, he's like, dude, do you think they just have no idea what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I like look at him like, I don't think so. <laughs> like you know, because I mean? no one had ever trusted us. Yeah. So we're like, maybe they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like that's so funny. So that was kind of cool, and that kind of like gave us the confidence yeah. to. Uh, because then their sales went way up at the coffee shop. That's they started awesome. telling us about that. We're like, dude, we do have good coffee, mm-hmm. even for the coffee snobs, you know? Yeah. So we should walk in these shops, and we can talk to them and mm-hmm. be confident. So that was like a cool milestone, I that reckon. Is, that's awesome, bro. How many coffee shops are you guys in? Uh, probably four or five. That's cool. Yeah. So we got four or five here around Texas. Um, maybe a few more. Retail's been a totally different deal too. That uh it's hard. There's so many like different things you have to do on a daily basis. Yeah. And there's so many ways to sell if you have a product. And every product will be different, but like for our product, there's so many places you can sell. And you're optimistic about everything. So everything seems like a good idea. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Black Rifle did it this way. Look at how many online orders and subscriptions they get. Yeah. We're going all online, baby. (laughs) And then you're just like all in it, you know? And you're like, well, the problem is we don't have media. 
we got to post funny shit all the time, like more media. And then you're like, well, maybe they're not finding us on Google. More articles, like don't even proofread it, Carson. Just write articles that people will search on Google. And like you just get on these little things, you know? Yeah. And uh, over like, I guess we've been business three years. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes more clear. But it takes like a year or two. And then you can kind of like do all the different areas that you were all focused on for like four months. Yeah. Trying to figure out. And you just do it kind of more slowly. And then you so narrow like, it down. Retail's kind of just now coming back in the last two months. Mm. So we had a, that was our first thing was a heavy get coffee shops because it's big orders and we needed money. Um, and we found out it's a lot harder than we thought. Yeah. And it's now coming back full circle to where we have a better idea how to do that. And now it's a lot more efficient. That's but it's good. also not 40 hours a week for us now. It's like Carson does it 10 hours a week. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah, there's season, there's waves. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's you good. Figure dude. it out, and yeah. Has there been any? Uh, what I'm sure there has been. So what has been a surprise to you um, from the beginning of this journey to now? Like just in the whole, the, the whole, whole deal. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, how when your back's against the wall. Mm-hmm how much more you can do and how much better you can be. Yeah. And you don't realize it. Um, so the reason I'm saying that the story I'm thinking of is we were all working in Alaska, mm-hmm. May, June, July, come back mid August. So what we would do is we'd run this coffee as a side deal, but we'd go full time the rest of the months. And then we'd kind of shut it down in March, April. Cause we knew we were about to leave in May. So, we would have people here to like help us, but one, we couldn't really pay them. <laughs> right. <And laughs> two, like we're not here if there's any issues. So we didn't want to have too much business in case, cause we're in Alaska and Montana. We're pretty far off. Yeah. Um, so we would tone it down, but then we'd come back and we'd be like all in a hundred percent. And we thought that'd be pretty healthy. And we're like, dude, once we get to a certain number, we're going to drop Alaska and we're do this full time, but it's got to pay the bills, you know? And, uh, met a dude, what got my, what got us off that plan thinking wise is I met a dude, he owns or runs a fund in Dallas called Plutus 21. Really cool. If you're like into investment, check him out. It's all like, uh, um, alternative investments. Mm-hmm. So like us younger kids, it's like. Bitcoin and stuff, but okay. instead, in, instead of investing in Bitcoin, he's investing in the blockchain behind it. Okay. So blockchain companies and stuff. That's interesting. And his whole theory is like, sell the picks and axes for the gold rush. Don't be the dude looking for the gold. Mm. That guy, whoever that's sold smart. picks and shovels, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's made a lot smart. of money at the gold rush. Yeah. And the dudes who went there looking for gold, some of them became rich. A lot of them didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's his whole theory behind this blockchain bitcoin that's stuff. pretty cool but he was talking to me and i was telling him kind of like what we were doing and he's like man he's like have you ever seen batman and uh i was like yeah but it's been a long time he's like well there's this one scene and i guess they're like in a cave all you batman people are calling like he, he <laughs> he's never seen batman that's not right <laughs> but to my understanding they're, this in this is cave how and they're hanging upside down and yeah <laughs> i don't like this guy anymore <laughs> <laughs> um so they're like in this cave and like Batman has to get out mm-hmm. and it's like really, really hard. 
and he can't get out, and he has this rope around him, you know, so if he falls, he doesn't die. And there's this old man down in the hole, and he said, this is impossible. Nobody could ever get out of this. And he said, yeah, there's been one person do it. And he is like, well, how did he? He's like, it's impossible. There's no way. How did he do it? And he was like, he didn't have a rope on him. He cut the rope. And then Batman cut the rope, and he climbed out of it. Because they're, cause then you know, if you fall, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And with us working in Alaska, we knew that if the coffee failed, we're all right. We still work in Alaska. Like, we're still going to make rent. And that's when it changed with me. I was like, if we want this to work, and we want to stay here in Texas and raise our family in Texas and not live this God life for the next 50 years, we got to go all in. And to put it in perspective, dude, we had, it would have been three full-time employees and we were making like, well, in July, no, in August, because Carson looked it up last week, we made $900 that whole month. Mm. The whole month. Sales from everything, 900 bucks. And we're trying to pay rent. Like we're not living in our parents' house. Right. And uh, for three people. So we were just like, dude, let's send it. So I had already booked like a full season in Alaska for the following year. So I just started giving people their money back, saying we're done. Like we might be back another time, but we're not guiding this season. Mm -hmm. Carson quit everything. He'd be a good dude to talk to. That dude was like cleaning bed sheets to become a guy to Montana, living Mm -hmm. in his car. Um so he, and he had he had made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he had gotten every day booked with Anderson and Platt. Mm. As a guide, he had made it in Montana and we decided to do this and he's like, dude, like this is hard. Like I was cleaning bed sheets at night, working at McDonald's and stuff during the day, trying to make enough money to then go talk to these guides and get my in to be a fishing guide. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just gonna quit it. And and I was like, dude, if you if you want some of this, yeah, <laughs> that's what we're doing. And yeah, he's like, I'm doing it. He was like, this is the only time in my life. This is an opportunity. And he's like, it's hard, so I know it's probably what I need to do. Yeah. So he quit I it. Like that. And um, <clears throat> we just kind of sent it. And then if you look, that would have been August. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward to. Uh, January. December, January. Well, December's always high. Like, it'll go up because of Christmas and stuff. So, like, January, February's a good market, like, how we grow, because then it's really slow. Yeah. And then we were doing, like, 45, 50,000 a month. Mm. And it's like, we were doing 400, 600 bucks, and the only thing we changed, we didn't add any money to the business. We didn't have investors come on. Nothing. All that changed is we knew we had to make money or the whole business was gone and we're not going to pay rent and we're going to have to move back in with our parents and we're going to look like losers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's all that changed. Yeah. And I think that's blew all of our minds. Yeah. We knew it would grow, but we didn't know we were capable of doing that. Yeah. We thought, you know, let's get, let's all live together if we have to. Mm-hmm. Let's try and grow about 200% every year. And then, uh, you know, eventually... We'll be good. Yeah. Like, we'll be on the top, and then let's sell the business, and right. blah, blah, blah. And then uh, 
Yeah. Which also at the time, then you have like this super high. You're like, dude, we're making like 50, 60 grand. Holy crap. Like, this is awesome. And mm-hmm. then you have super lows. Yep. Cause then you're like, holy crap. Like, we can't afford this. I can't afford. Like, this month, dude, you know what my big issue is? We, uh, I don't know how we're going to make payroll. Mm. And I don't know what day it is. It's like it's the, uh, the 19th. Yeah, the so I got 19th. the, we pay on a two week schedule. Uh-huh. So uh, I made the payroll yesterday and now I'm playing in for payroll because it goes three days before the end of the month um, out of the bank account. Mm-hmm. So it's like people like we would have thought back when we were $600, dude, if we make 50, 60 grand, it's going to be smooth, you know? Mm-hmm. And we don't have no debt or nothing. It's just as you grow that fast, like we're putting in orders for $12,000 of beans every two weeks, $25,000 in K-cup materials, new packaging machines, grinders, roasters. And you don't realize that, like, all of that costs money. Mm-hmm. And you're making a lot of money, but you're also spending a lot of money. So, like, overhead yeah. stuff, like salaries, every month we're like, dude, and they know, like Garrett brought it up to me two weeks ago. He works with us. He's the master roaster. <laughs> he's like, dude, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, just so you know, like, uh, he's like kind of whispering to me in the side. He's like, you know, like I, I really need uh, my check. But just so you know, like this month I have enough savings to where, uh, where I can make it. Like I can still pay all my bills. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know. And I like looked at it and I'm like, dude. You're special, man. <laughs> you're working. You know this is a risk. You know you might yeah. not get paid, and you're not an owner, and you're doing it anyways because it's cool. It's fun. It's yeah. different. And I told him, I said, man, the first person who ain't going to get paid is me, and then we'll go down the ladder. I said, you're get paid because we're make it happen. If we have to sell our grinder, like we're make sure that you get paid. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the coolest part about it is – when we thought the high was the high, a month later, the low's the low. Yeah. And then next month, the high is going to be the biggest high ever. Yep. And that has been the funnest part of the journey so far. Man, that's that's freaking awesome, man. That's so crazy. That's really good insight on, I guess, what it's like to be a, a business owner. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Wow. You just, dude, that whole story you just told was like, I was just lost. I was just so focused. It's a lot. I'm rambling too. So if you're like, dude, that was good. That was focused. That was awesome. Um, I'm not even kidding. That was awesome. Um, I love, I love, gosh, dude, there's just something about, um, raw passion like that raw, like grit when your back is against the wall and you, you were talking about that Batman scene. And I was at first, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Where the hell is this guy? I've seen Batman before. I don't remember this, (laughs) but I do remember exactly what you're talking about. It was like, you the character bane yeah will you explain the story too because i need to know it (laughs) because i give this example and i really don't remember this so essentially i think i think i mean i don't remember it all either but like batman gets captured somehow and so he's in this prison that's in a hole it's like in this gigantic hole right okay it's underground and so um i remember his his back is broken when he first gets in there and so he's like attached to this rope in his cell or something like that until yeah. like his back is fixed. That's the only way he can stand up to like go to the bathroom. He's got to like pull himself up and all this stuff. Okay. And then, um, he like eventually his back heals and then he starts training again. Yeah. 
And he was like on the point of giving up in this part of the movie. And then, of course, he overcomes that. And then he's trying to get out of the cave. And there's only one way up. And you have to like jump on the side and the ledge. And you're like, you're, uh, okay. So your feet are barely on the, the ledge, right? You're like a little mountain goat climbing yeah. up this thing. <laughs> and uh, the rope's on you so that when you fall, you don't die. But like when you when you fall, it freaking hurts because it's literally a rope attached around your waist. And so it's like. It's yeah, not, and his back. So it's like it's not like you're harnessed in. It's like when you fall, like you, you fold in half whichever way like the rope takes you so he f- he fell a couple times and then they told him that story of the only guy that got out i think was bane okay and it's because he cut the rope and he he just risked it went he went all in and so and then batman did it and he saved the world um yeah and he's god uh he's actually America. i know god bless batman I, he <laughs> yeah. loves god too and i think he's my next <laughs> guest um, he does love god <laughs> that's awesome though man that that motivates me that's that's motivating to the highest degree in my, for me, I love stuff like that. I love stories like that. Um, and those are freaking, that's why I listen to podcasts. If I'm being honest, is to hear stories yeah. like that. And not only, not is it like, I don't listen to stories like that to get inspired, but it does inspire you just naturally. Yeah. That's inspirational. Especially the, you're talking about Carson cleaning bed sheets and all that. I'm going to have to have him on here and talk to him, but yeah, it's um, a, he has a real cool story. That's that's, I love that, man. And that makes me want to drink whiskey morning coffee <laughs> even more so. Well, you know, I think it's cool, too. Like, it's inspiring also saying it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can s- speak stuff into existence, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like back on the God deal. That's like a religious view I look at. But I'm like, if you say you can do this, you can do it. And some yeah. people say it's like the the harmony and the atmosphere or whatever. And I'm like. I think it's a God thing, but I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I believe that I can do whatever I want, you know? Yeah. I might not be the best at it, but I'm going to try really hard yeah. and then see what happens. Um, and I think, like, when people start looking, people can find inspiration in their own life. Yeah. And they don't, and a lot of people, I don't think, realize it. Because a lot of us, including myself, are our biggest critics. Mm-hmm. And we're hard on ourselves, and we're not proud of ourselves a lot of times. So it's easy just to be like, damn, you know, like I'm not good enough or this or that, or I've never started a business or I didn't make it to D1 athletics or mm-hmm. I didn't get into college or whatever it might be. And then you listen to podcasts and it does motivate you, you know? Yeah. But I think it also is healthy because we like, we do this at work. We do it once a week is we yeah. find somebody mm-hmm. and we tell them something that we're proud about that we did. Mm-hmm. So talk about yourself. Oh yeah. Dude, I did this. And it was really scary because I've never gone into a cigar lounge and I, like, I don't know the lingo. And I walked in and met this dude named Roy and I got an account and it was really cool because it was my first sale ever. Yeah. And like the person hearing it might be motivated, might be not. I mean, if they're a salesperson and done a lot of cigar sales, they're probably not going to be super motivated, mm-hmm. but you're going to be motivated Yeah. because it's just like, Giving yourself appreciation. You yeah. Know, we all want accepted and be appreciated. And and I don't think enough, like, we get on a podcast and talk about it. Like, people listening, like, find someone you love or a stranger, whoever, and tell them something that you're proud of yourself for, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. It'll motivate you. I need, I'm bad at that, too, man. I'm so bad at that. Whenever, like, I'm so critical of myself. Yeah. And the littlest things, it's just, it's so frustrating sometimes. And then you look back or you talk to somebody about it and they're like, dude, you're doing great. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you being an idiot for? Just, 
I also think though that there's some health to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's health to both sides of it, right? There is health health to giving yourself props and a pat on the back. Yeah. There's also a health to like the the critical aspect you have of yourself because it yeah. it forces you to work harder. It makes you work harder um, mm-hmm. to become better. You know, oh, and if yeah. you, if you guys weren't critical of yourselves and whiskey morning coffee and the bean roasting and all this, all the little details that go into it, yeah, you probably wouldn't be as successful as you are now. You know, for sure. I think of it kind of like the, uh, you're a basketball dude. You watch yeah. the Last Dance Michael Jordan video? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the way that guy, that guy, Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Show some respect. Yeah. Um, he was super hard on those dudes to the point where they all hated him, his teammates. But he also was the hardest person on himself. Right. Like he expected perfection from himself first, and then he he wanted perfection from the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And they hated him because it, but they also said we never would have won a championship. Without it. Without it. Yeah. And I think in my life we've kind of like, it is that way. Mm-hmm. And it starts from top down, and our company's kind of been built that way. And I don't know for us if that's an advantage or disadvantage. We might have been way too critical mm-hmm. on ourselves, you know? Yeah. But we also wanted to sell out for multi-million dollars in five years. Like, that was the goal. Mm-hmm. So the way to get there is we've got to be perfect. Yeah. We can't not be perfect if this is the goal. And yeah. this whole Whiskey Morning 2.0, with this media and being real, is kind of us because we all talked about it. We're like, dude, what if we sell in eight years? What if we sell out in ten years? And we have more fun doing it. Yeah. Like, we're still perfect. We're still going to give it our all. But it's not do or die. It's not like you, you're you carrying as much pressure. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of leaning. We are changing our dynamics a little bit. So we're going to loosen up a little. We're going to give it all our all. Be per- Try to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But, dude, like, if it don't work out, who cares? Like, it's right. all good, man. I think at the end of the day, you guys are winning already because you're doing yeah. what you want to do. You're making your own hours, your own schedule. Yeah. You're selling your own product. You're, you're living a great life right now, regardless of, you know, if you're in a high or in a low point. Mm-hmm. I think the freedom and the autonomy you guys have by becoming your own bosses is, is a win enough, win in itself. Although you guys want way more than that. I know you do. And it's like, don't stop just because you're, you know. But yeah. I agree, man. I think that's awesome. I think just from personal experience the number one thing i would recommend when it comes to any sort of like video or camera or whatever you're trying to do it doesn't even have to be video or anything but um consistency bro that is like the king in media it's the king in in growth and in success you have to be consistent Consistent. yeah everything you do good at that huh i try to man that's it's the hardest thing it's because i know myself and i like i'm for example food right yeah i try to eat pretty strict um you know it's not like chicken and rice every day but i do try to stay away from all the bad stuff you know and um i'm extremely hard because if i don't if i slip up and i'm not consistent with it i just i go on a rampage i'm like a i'm like a freaking shark when it smells (laughs) blood dude i'll just i I won't stop dude (laughs) when i if i eat like a piece of like a donut let's say for example if i have a donut at church on sunday yeah I'll have three donuts at church on Sunday and that'll lead to me having like the rest of my day being bad meals, you know? Yeah. So the consistency with it is keeps me accountable for myself really. Like 
regardless of if it brings in more listeners down the road, that's cool, whatever. But I have to do it for myself. If I slip one week and I'm like, ah, I'm, I don't have a guest, I'm whatever. I'll just pass this week. It'll just keep keep happening. It'll yeah. be easier. It'll open the door for um, more slip ups in the future. You know, dude, how is that? Because I've been wondering that, like. For you getting guests, mm-hmm. how hard do you have to work? Because I feel like it'd be really Dude. hard, <laughs> so especially starting out. It's um, starting out was, um, I was optimistic, so it was it was cool, right? I had like people like uh, if you've noticed, like all the guests I've had so far, people I've known. There's only been I think two or three that I haven't known, yeah, which isn't a bad thing, but um, it is it is tough, man, because with because i work a part-time job i'm like for five ever five hours of my day are not mine that's yeah. how i think of it i'm like for five hours of the day really like prime hours of the day like to do anything like i don't have it's not my own time yeah, it's not yours and so i'm like i have the mornings i have the evenings and i have the weekends to to try to get somebody and so it's really hard when people don't respond or when you're like you're kind of lost on a guest or like sometimes it's like that fear thing of like should I ask this person mm-hmm. or do I want to bother them? Like I know they have to make the trip out here or something like that. And it's like, yeah. it's been pretty tough some weeks. Um, but I should just been a blessing because a lot of the time it's, it just is so yeah. smooth. Like this week I was, I didn't have a guest this week and then yeah. you hit me up and it just worked out perfectly. And I was like, yeah. dude, yeah, that's awesome. And so some, some weeks it works out great. Some weeks it works out to where I have like a, I have a podcast on like a Sunday or a Monday really mm-hmm. early in the week. And um, <clears throat> it's really early in the week, so I can edit it and schedule it to be released on Friday. Yeah. Um, and then that gives me time for the rest of the current week, the same week, to schedule somebody for next week, you know? Gotcha. So it gives me more time. But, like, on a week like this where I'm like, it's Thursday, I got to release this tomorrow. Yeah. And then I got to worry about finding another guest for the weekend. And then it's like, like it, the turnaround is really quick, essentially. Yeah. So um, to answer your question... It's tough, but it just seems to work out. I don't have any yeah. episodes stacked up, which is like yeah. people normally are like. It's kind of cool, too. It's like kind of cool. makes it a little <laughs> bit more fun. to the time it's released. Yeah, it is relevant. And it, it's sometimes if I have it stacked up, it's no more than two weeks, three weeks. You know, yeah. like that's like the, I think three weeks is the most I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And so um, it makes it fun. It makes it a little bit more challenging. Sometimes it's a little bit harder on me, yeah. but it's kind of. A little bit more fun because you're like, oh shoot, I need a guest this week. Who do I get? Who do I get? Yeah, um, kind of forces you. Like, yeah, I've exactly. got to start hitting people up. And that's that's the forcing is sometimes what I need, especially like I tell the story a lot, but it's it's how I got started. Mm-hmm. I had to schedule somebody to come for the next week. I was like, hey, I need you here Friday. Can you make it? And they were like, yeah, sure. And it was like this guy that I had kind of not known very well. Yeah. And so he committed to coming, and so I was like, I got to be ready. Mm-hmm. I got to be ready for it. And yeah. so, um. Yeah. <laughs> so you figured it out. I huh? figured it out. Yeah. And it's like, so I made the little logo that's on the podcast for Spotify and Apple. Yeah, dude, um, me and uh, Carson were talking about it. I think it looks like kind of like an Asian man with a mustache. <laughs> Is that what you're going for? No, dude. See, he saw it and he's like, I, dude, I don't see that at all. And I'm like, you don't see that? I don't see that at all either, bro. Do you have a picture of it? I kind of want to. Yeah, let me pull it up. Maybe I'm just, oh, I just I don't just remember. This? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, now it's kind of harder. Do you have it like on Shopify what it looks like? 
Is that what it looks like? Um, like that? I don't know what you mean. On pot on spot uh, Spotify. Spotify, yeah, not Spotify. Let me look. Maybe it's just uh, on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Y'all don't understand. <laughs> so the whole point, I got this made for my media business, right? Yeah. And originally it says this, and then underneath it it says media. Okay. But I like I I took out the media part. It's supposed to be a an AV, right? And the little side parts are there to make it look like a crown. It was supposed to look like a crown. Oh, dude. So look at it from this view. Like the, the cover, you know? Like, see it? When you have the square, when you have the square around it, I see, like, a face. Like, an, especially, like, specifically an Asian dude with a little mustache. I'm not going to lie to you. I still don't see it, but. Well, people watching, I guess. Hey. I'll let Via know if it's just me or if like. Yeah, let me know what you think. I'll have to change my like name. It. No, I like it. I'm going to have to change my whole name. Change my yeah, logo. Yeah, because the triangle's a nose, and then the little line going across is like a mustache, and then this is his chin, the bottom V. <laughs> and then his neck, like on the podcast cover, the gold triangles underneath it is his neck. Huh. I love it. Good job. I love it. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what I was going for. Yeah. Um, now nah, it's supposed to be an AV with a crown and like in the shape of a crown, but it didn't really work out that well. I went on oh, Fiverr. I don't cool. know if you've, you've ever heard of Fiverr. Love Fiverr, dude. They're good, but this guy it. wasn't the best. It just looks. It just looks not professional. The podcast one that's on Spotify, mm-hmm. and I changed it to that picture of me. I think that makes it look a little bit more professional. Um, I don't know if you saw it. It's like I'll show you real quick. I put it on like my stories. Yeah. It's like this. It's got a picture I of me, like that. and it's it looks a little bit more professional. So I got to do that. But now, like, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I got to change it on all the platforms. And I'm like, how the hell do I do that? It it only tells you how to do it once. So I'm like trying to yeah. figure out how to change it. But I honestly love it. Like, do what you want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it, like, I never thought unprofessional. That's good. I thought actually professional. I thought it was kind of cool, and I think it's cool. It'd be cool if people reach out to you too and let them know what. They think of it. Yeah. Because, like, if everyone saw something different, some people saw the <laughs> crown, some people saw, like, an Asian dude, <laughs> like, that could be a cool deal. That could go, like, yeah. have, like, a purpose, you know, like the FedEx, how it has the triangle in it. Does it? Yeah, dude. Next time you look at a FedEx truck, it has, like, an arrow in it. Okay. I'll look for that. Um, but it could be, like, one of those deals where people are like, oh, yeah, like, the AV Club podcast, like, has a... It's like AV, but it's also kind of like an Asian dude with a mustache. <laughs> and then they hear from someone else like, yeah, it's an AV and has a crown. And Yeah. I don't know. That's weird, bro. No. Whatever, dude. Um, so, Evan, let's talk a little bit more about your real, um, your really reality TV show. I can't even talk right now. Reality TV show idea. What what kind of sprung this idea besides the fact that you guys want to just showcase behind the scenes? Is there Was yeah. there any more to it or is that pretty well, much the basis? Uh, Dude, we've been trying for a reality TV show since, like, high school. I remember that, yeah. So, we, like, me, Carson Becker, Carson's in the coffee, and then another buddy, Max Swanson. Yeah. You knew Swanee, right? Yeah, where is he? He's in San Antonio, dude. He's an electrician. Just slinging something else. Electrician, baby. Building America. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> One bank of America at a time, as he says. Thank you thank you for your service, Swanson. <laughs> yeah, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, Where was I? Uh, talking about Swanson. Oh, yeah. 
the branding. The uh, branding, and you said you guys wanted to start a reality TV show back yeah, in high school. Yeah, so we had this idea of like we pit, we just sent an email to like a bunch of TV stations. I won't bore you with the idea. It was like a redneck. Mm-hmm. I remember it, Jersey Shore. Yeah, kind of like plot, I guess. Um, and CMT, we got an email back from a lady. At the looking back, dude, we don't even know if that was like a real lady who worked for CMT. <laughs> like we have no idea. That's All so we funny. know is she said, Hey, this is kind of cool. Do y'all mind making a demo video with the people who would be involved and then sending it over to me. And in our heads, we're like, Holy crap, dude, we're getting a reality TV show. We don't have to go to college. And they weren't <laughs> even going to college. You're like, dude, like I could quit my job that I hate and <laughs> like all this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, we're like sitting around the fire drinking some uh, Teddy Brewskis. <laughs> and we're like, hey, uh, how should we do this demo video? Like, how should we start it? It's got to have a hook there at the start, you know? And uh, Carson was like, dude, what better way to start the demo video for CMT than branding country music television <laughs> on our ass? <laughs> like a cattle brand now when i tell that story people are like oh yeah that would have been a crazy idea but dude we loved it we're like oh my god dude like <laughs> that's the idea you got it like good job and we like get a clothes hanger and we make a cmt with the clothes hanger and then we all just look at this little thing we're like this is what somebody in new york would do <laughs> like we're from texas we gotta make a real brand so then we go down in the barn and we wailed like a literal cattle brand. We bend the metal, everything, weld it all up, put a huge handle on it. And uh, this brand man was like, oops, that big. It was like probably, it was, for you listeners, to put in perspective, it was so big that for your butt cheek, like you would have to roll it to fit the <laughs> whole thing. Like you couldn't just press it. Yeah. Like it was so big you had to roll it across it. Oh, jeez. So uh, I want to go first because I didn't want to see what it did to everyone. Yeah. So long story short, I get branded. Everybody else gets branded. I'm still in high school. So, like, I had to go to class, and, like, it hurt bad. And uh, everyone else was back at home, and then, like, me and Carson talk, like, dude, we got to go to the doctor. Yeah. So we go to the doctor, and pretty much they, like, made us wear tampons in our pants for, like, a month and then gave us this cream and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we never got the reality TV show. <laughs> but that's where the seed was started. Yeah. We're like, okay. Right, right. That's where the love for reality TV comes in. <laughs> and I have proof of it. <laughs> I branded it on me. <laughs> but uh, You have a scar? No, it actually went away. Oh, nice. That's good. Went away about four years later. So it's probably about time for another one. Yeah. We have a goal at Whiskey Morning, and if we get it, then we're going to uh, – Brand or tattoo, we haven't decided. Stay wiry <laughs> on our butt or somewhere. So I might have another one here at some time. Yeah. But that happened, and then fast forward five years later, and we were one of the finalists. No one knows this, but we were one of the finalists for Shark Tank, the TV show. No way. Yeah. So that was a huge high. Yeah. <laughs> here comes another high and low story. <laughs> Huge high. I'm at Fuzzy's Taco Shop in Granbury. We do happy hour Tuesdays at yeah. work. 
play disc golf and stuff at the farm. And then we go usually to Fuzzy's and eat tacos and margaritas. And we're out there. I just get a random call from, like, I want to say L.A. I know it's California. And I answer it. And they're, like, talking. I'm, like, in Fuzzy's, you know? Mm -hmm. She says, this is blah, 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 blah with Shark Tank, ABC, or Disney. Mm -hmm. She didn't say ABC, Disney. And I'm like, what? And I just think it's some kind of telemarketer. And then she keeps saying, I'm like, oh. So I like go outside. And she says, hey, do, uh, do you have time to talk? And long story short, um, these are a bunch of long story shorts. But she was like, y'all are one of the finalists. Your application has made it through the rounds. I'm your advisor. Um, went through all this stuff with us. Yeah. And then there was like another round that we had to do. And I'm talking, dude, you do so much paperwork. If you're ever thinking about getting on Shark Tank, like if you actually make it yeah. to the third round or second round, <clears throat> it is, they run background checks, like serious background checks on everyone, wow. anyone involved in it. Um, credit scores. What the hell? And it's probably about 30 sheets, if I don't remember right. Each one of us had to fill out about 30 sheets, not including, then you have a whole business sheet of like 20 sheets talking about wow. the business. Um, so they kind of vet you, get through that round. <clears throat> and then she calls us and she's like, okay, we're in the last stages. So there's somewhere between 18 and 27 finalists. Mm -hmm. And then the final 11 would go on the TV show. So we're like, dude, we're in, baby. Like, this is going to be huge. Like, we're going to be on TV. We're going to be slinging coffee. Like, we got to start stacking up money because we're like, if we get on this, like, we got to put money towards our website so right. we don't crash. We got to, like, stock up on beans and bags. So we're already, like, kind of in that mindset. And we had to make a demo video. That was the final stage. And she had told us, she was like, y'all made it. Your business is good like your business has made it past it the business people have looked at it you're in on the business side now she represented us and she took it to the producers which is disney yeah and she's like this is the producer side and she's like i'm a vet for y'all have a video be yourself show your personality these aren't business people this is producers and she said once you send it in like got you you can't go back you can't change anything once it's in the system and she was like from there we're going to give you a call and we're going to tell you that you have three days to get to california they film everything for the whole show in like one week or like mm. one day one or two days yeah but we had to be there for a week so she was like just be ready because if we call you you'll be in california for a week once you shoot you can go home but you got to be there so we're like, okay, so we're kind of clearing up our schedule in the meantime, too, to make sure, like, there's nothing that we all just can't leave for yeah. in a split moment, yeah. three days' notice. So we make this video, and date I'll release it. We'll probably put it on the reality, one of the episodes. Do it. A video we did for Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, and it's all confidential beforehand. Like, you can, if you say anything, like, they won't put you on it. Right, right. So we make the video, we send it in. And then we didn't make the cut. So that was like a low because yeah. we were like ready and we were so close out of, I don't know how many applicants, yeah. thousands. We made it to like the last 18 or 20 something. Wow. So we had a 50% chance. Yeah. You know, and we didn't make it. 
and it was kind of a bummer, and the guys were really beat up about it. And we were like, dude, who cares? Like, this doesn't change anything that happened mm-hmm. before that. And we kind of just kept going. But looking back on it, if I had to give any advice for anyone who's applying to Shark Tank and gets in that position, I wish we would have talked less about the business in the final round, um, like the video, because mm-hmm. it's producers. And if you watch Shark Tank, like, there's so much, like, show, you know? Yeah. And if I went back and looked at it, I was like, because I just thought people do this stupid stuff, you know? Like yeah. Like, acts and things and mm-hmm. wear things just to be silly. But I never thought about that's the producer side. Right. The producers are making them do that. Yeah. And then the business side is everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. And for our demo video, we kind of went in, like, we were funny, and we had our personalities. We thought we'd get in because we had good personalities, but we didn't act at all it was no acting and i looking back if you're if we were going to try to get on the show we should have acted more yeah i think play the part you know dress up and tj jump out of a barrel with coffee in his hands like things like that you know which i mean to a certain point is you guys that is y'all it is just now you know now you know you know yeah are you guys able to apply for it again i think so you gonna try it yeah Hell yeah. sure. That's so we'll awesome. apply. The best part about it, though, is we had to look at all the numbers. Like, there is something out of everything, you mm-hmm. know, once you get out of it. And we had to do all those numbers and reports and all that stuff. And all the goals that we said we were going to hit, you know, for the Shark Tank, if we got on the show, we actually hit. That's awesome. We've already hit them. And it's only because we did that. Yeah. Like, we never had those goals. We never knew to the penny what our profit margins were yeah until we had to write 25 pages and diagrams and stuff about it yeah so like in the big scheme of things it was worth even applying even we though we didn't get on that's Uh, cool yeah it paid out it was paid out that's really cool man lesson we were happy and but we're apply again yeah we're get on next time dude that would be amazing it'd be cool i think you guys would do well on there what was your like did you know what you were going to ask him for? I, don't tell. Don't don't yeah. spoil that. But no, I can tell. If you want to, yeah, it's go an ahead. Open book. Okay. We didn't need money. Um, yeah. We actually probably do need money more than we think <laughs> we do. <laughs> we just are like, no, we don't need your money. You yeah. Know? We want yeah. to do it all on our own. I respect that. You know, I like that. So our plan was, well, the lady told I told our advisor that, and she was like, hey, she was like. Just put something on there and make it really beneficial for the investors. Yeah. And if you get on, then just don't take an offer. Well, that's true. Which they kind of talk shit about, you know, on the show. Yeah. But, like, she kind of was like, now, she didn't say it as clear as that, but that's pretty much how she told me to change it. That's very smart. Um, So if we got on... We needed money to scale because we knew this was going to blow us up. So we needed equipment and inventory was our main deal. So I think we were asking for like 20% for 50 grand. Oh. Like, dude, it was such a good rate. Because <laughs> yeah, we were just trying that. to get on the show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, in the meantime, like... We just kept saying, we're like, what would we take? You know, nothing. Like, we would never do that. Yeah. And like, as we started thinking we were going to get on, like, we started kind of bouncing around the idea. Um, 
crazy thing too is I met the dude who runs all the Shark Tank mm. um, investments that Mark Cuban makes. Really? They, uh, it was the in college the EO um, championships or whatever entrepreneurship organization. All the college kids. There's a big competition and it's worldwide. And uh, he was at the nationals one pitch competition. And I remember thinking, because on the application, they had to look up everything. They're like, have you ever met Mark Cuban or any of his business associates or anyone who helps him? And I was like, I said, no, Hmm. I haven't. Yeah. But like part of me too wonders like if something as little as that might have kept us from getting on. Because like I did meet with him. I talked with him for like 10 minutes. He sat at my table and he runs all of Mark Cuban's Shark Tank businesses. So. So. You never I mean, know. Kind of. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess I, yeah, that's probably smart that you put no. Yeah. Cause I, was like, I feel like this is a question to weave people out. Yeah. And I'm like, he didn't help me at all. Yeah. Like, I just talked. Yeah. yeah. So I met Mark Cuban um, at a Mavericks basketball game when I was probably like 15. You think that would have got out. me kicked out? Well, he got you kicked out? No. Do you think that would have got me kicked out of Shark Tank? If you answered yes, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I met him <laughs> at a basketball <laughs> yeah. game. I don't think so. The answer I no. took a picture with him. That's yeah. crazy. That's a true story, though. I did, but that's awesome, man. I can't believe you guys got that close. Yeah, so it was cool. That was exciting. Um, I don't even know how we got off on that. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, no. <laughs> I don't remember how we got <laughs> off on that. I was thinking reality TV, right? Yeah, reality TV. So that's, I guess pretty much we got into recording stuff there, and then yeah. just getting back to having fun. And we're like, let's do that through reality TV. Mm-hmm. And let's try to not always act like everything's great. Yeah. It'll be better for us to be able to show that not right. everything's perfect all the time. Yeah. I think um, I think really all you guys need is a tripod, right? You guys have your camera. You set it on a tripod. Maybe some lights, but, I mean, you could get away without it. It would just be. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, dude. I think dude, you guys. We'd appreciate it if you came out. One day, you know? Yeah. Like for the distillery, but just come out beforehand while we're actually working. Because mm-hmm. there's like a lot of things that you're good at, that, dude, we're terrible at. Like filming and lighting mm-hmm. and just like knowing where to put the tripod and yeah, stuff like that. Come give you some pointers, yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. Drink nice. some of that whiskey water. <laughs> yeah. That stuff was good, dude. I know, I like it. So it's really uncarbonated, so it's just... It's smooth. Yeah. Uh, let's not give it a, unless you want to, but that's not a patented yeah. idea yet, Evan. Yeah, right. Uh, now nah, they can come try it out. Yeah. Whiskey water, sledge distillery, little cliffhanger. We also have tropic water. <laughs> Keep it tropic. Tropic thunder. Flint tropics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan. Well, do you have anything else? What's the What are the Whiskey Morning Coffee boys up to? Any okay, so let's talk about your new release and then give all your socials yeah. and stuff before we get you out of here. Crack shot, dude. Y'all check it out. It's not live, probably for another week or two. Mm. Um, that's new, honestly. Just keep on the social media Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Now we just got oh, that nice. going yesterday. Um, it's about to be a lot different, there's yeah. gonna be a lot new coffees and. The thing's changing really fast. So yeah. work with us. If you're a customer, you know. Um, if there's something you don't like or a product you don't like, like please let us know. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
we know that we screw up all the time. You're going to see on our videos that we're screwing stuff up. Like, we just want you to be a part of it and also let us know. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, all we're trying to do is give coffee to people who want that, you know? Yeah. They might not fit into, like, this East Coast fruity sour coffee. They might not fit in with going to Starbucks every day. But they also don't want to drink Folgers every day. Yeah. So we're trying to make a coffee for that guy or girl. That's perfect, Um, bro. Yeah. Stay in touch. Amazon. Whiskey Morning Coffee. WhiskeyMorningCoffee.com. When am I getting a promo code, bro? Um, I'll do it actually after this. Can you do it from here? Yeah, dude. Shopify is the shit. Hell yeah. Use my promo code. You get some 10% off. Yeah. What do you want to make your promo code? I don't know. Let's figure that out. What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? It's your promo code. (laughs) Um. I don't know. The AV Club? AV Club? AV Club. Use promo code AV Club. AV, baby. <laughs> you like that one? AV, baby. AV's my baby. AV's my boyfriend. <laughs> AV. Hashtag hot. That would be a good one. <laughs> yes. Use my promo code hashtag hot. There we go. You like that? <laughs> hashtag hot? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll do it. Awesome, promo man. code hashtag hot. Well, Evan, thank you so much for coming, dude. I appreciate you taking the trip. Dude, I appreciate you having me. It's been a blast. Dude. It's freaking fun, dude. Here. An hour and 30. Doesn't Dang. seem like it, does it? No. I'm glad you cut me off, though, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. People, I just keep rambling. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, like, no, that was good. I gotta good. go to work. <laughs> I gotta go to work, Evan. I'm gonna be late. Yeah. I'm I gonna get you. fired. All right, buddy. It's all right. Thank you so much you for coming. You can work with us. You make 400 bucks a month. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, whiskeymorningcoffee.com. Check their socials, Whiskey Morning Coffee, on Instagram and Facebook and all the good stuff. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Love you, dude. Love you, buddy. Thank you.